It's the final weekly weird news of, of the, the year. year. And we have plenty to discuss. Mm-hmm. Several of the news sagas that we've been covering closely throughout the year are on today's agenda. But let's start with the animals and how they're definitely up to something, mm-hmm. particularly the mammals of the sea. Orcas finally fighting back in the Sea of Gibraltar was one of the most fascinating things to happen in 2023. But while they were fighting on the front lines of the human-animal war, we saw several interesting developments throughout the animal kingdom that signaled a potential coordinated effort between species to finally take down the human menace. And folks, this latest news is very bad news for us. It's over. The dolphins are growing thumbs. This was the one thing they couldn't do or else we would be doomed. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. Dolphins are, of course, one of the most intelligent species on Earth. We've still barely scratched the surface when it comes to understanding their full cognitive capabilities. But for humans, what's been our ace in the hole for hundreds of thousands of years has been our thumbs. We've got brains and we've got big, beautiful thumbs. Big, beautiful thumbs. Speaking of thumbs, hit that like button. (laughs) (laughs) Thumbs up. Cetaceans have big brains, but they're stuck with flippers for hands. And other apes have thumbs, but little tiny brains. Mm -hmm. But the hierarchy of power in the animal kingdom is about to change. Here's live science. A strange dolphin in the Gulf of Corinth has developed intriguing hook-shaped thumbs carved out of its flippers, photographs show. Researchers with the Pelagos Cetacean Research Institute spotted the dolphin on two occasions this summer during boat surveys off the coast of Greece. Despite the unusual appearance of its flippers, the animal kept pace with the rest of its pod and was seen swimming, leaping, bow riding, playing with other dolphins, said Alexandros Francis, the scientific coordinator and president of the Pelagos Cetacean Research Institute. It was the very first time we saw this surprising flipper morphology in 30 years of surveys in the open sea and also in studies while monitoring all the stranded dolphins along the coast of Greece for 30 years. Francis, who took the pictures of the thumbed dolphin, told Live Science in an email. Now, to be clear, the thumbs that this dolphin is rocking probably aren't particularly useful at this stage. The bones in dolphin fins don't really lend themselves to grabbing things. It's just not what they're supposed to do. Not yet. We're witnessing the evolution in real time. Those bones also resemble human hands a lot more than you might expect. In fact, in the womb, humans have flippers for hands for a while before the fingers all separate. And this is... uh, one of the classic uh, uh, jokes that were played on conservatives of like, yeah, is this a is this a baby? No, that's a dolphin. Yeah, but they'd be like, yes, that's a fetus. It yeah, deserves to like, go to term. Yeah, no, it's it's a dolphin. It's a dolphin. If this dolphin developed thumbs genetically, as experts seem to believe, due to the thumbs appearing on both fins, this mutation could be passed on to its offspring. Through enough generations, maybe those bones start to take a little bit more advantage of the new shape of those fins. Eventually. You're going to have dolphins with hands. And when that happens, it is over for humans. Yeah, we are not prepared for... Simpsons called it once again. Opposable thumb dolphins. And you know, I have a theory. Yeah. It's a real big callback to ETC here. Uh, That guy that fucked those dolphins. That's This is what happens. This is what happens when you cross human DNA with dolphin DNA. Also, like, it. look, very suspicious as this is happening off the coast of Greece. Wondering if there is an Atlantis situation going on, and they're finally figuring out how to send their uh, the yeah. people up to the to the surface. That's Aquaman. Uh, in theaters. You wouldn't know it, but it's coming out in theaters, folks. There's another one? Aquaman 3? No, 2 never came out. It comes out like next week or something. 
Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm seeing Wonka every single night. I, I can't be bothered. The oh, Paddington director, no. get out of my way, Oh, everyone. it's the Paddington guy? Yeah. That, that does change things. And it's got, what's his name as an Oompa Loompa? Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. <laughs> yeah, there was a great clip of him. I guess him and Timothy Chalamet are both uh, totally fluent in French. So they were doing the media circuit in France over this. And just Hugh Grant, who looks just so grumpy these days, like sitting in a chair, he's like saying in French, like, I play an Oompa Loompa. Yeah. But it's just very funny. Yeah, je joue de Oompa Loompa. I, I do love that uh, all actors have realized that movie marketing is completely pointless, especially because of and after COVID. Yeah. Where there's like, this can be a video call. I can be in the comfort of my own home. Uh, so everyone's been real annoyed lately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're going to see it. Come on. <sighs> but moving on now to some updates on several characters from our rogues gallery, starting with a, a certain posh gentleman from England who goes by the name... Arthur Knight, but who U.S. and U.K. law enforcement are pretty sure is actually an American named Nicholas Rossi. Mm -hmm. They believe that Nicholas Rossi faked his death a few years ago to avoid going to prison on serious sex crime charges here in the U.S., Mm -hmm. and then assumed a new fake identity over in the U.K. before being identified based on his tattoos while he was at the hospital with a bad case of COVID. You know that guy that has the perfect accent that no one would ever think was someone not from here? Turns out he has tattoos that are suspiciously close to someone missing in the United States. I do love, and the, the tattoos themselves are just so uh, early 2000s MySpace coded uh, like tribal tats. Uh-huh. And it's just, you see the the persona that he assumed in the yeah. UK and then just picturing him with his shirt off and he's got like shit that uh, bodybuilders uh, from the early so 2000s. He went so with his persona over yeah. there. It is, it is honestly impressive to see. But it is funny that... This is how they found him out. Not not the ridiculous uh, impersonation he was doing. Well, to be fair, he put on about like 50 to 100 pounds of weight between when he was first accused of sex crimes and when he was caught. It's called gout, the king's disease. (laughs) But what really elevates this story from just being about a sexual predator on the run from the law is Arthur Knight's continued insistence that this is all a case of mistaken identity even though the new persona he adopted is utterly ridiculous. His accent is terrible. His fake name is a child's idea of what someone British would be named. Arthur Knight. Yes. Yeah. The Knights. Like yes. King Arthur and his Knights of the Round Table. Okay. And I will become round as well. <laughs> and uh, also the authorities have him absolutely dead to rights because of all the tattoos. Also because he looks exactly like Nicholas Rossi, but fatter. And as soon as he was arrested, it was over for him, much like it's over for us when those dolphins start using those thumbs. But he decided to not only make the extradition process as slow as possible by continuing to insist on his innocence, he also agreed to multiple interviews that produced footage like this. We were once a normal family, but thanks to the media, our lives have been interrupted. And we'd like privacy, and I would like to go back to being a normal husband. But I'm, I can't, because I can't breathe. I can't walk. Uh, people say, that's an act. Let me try to stand up. Let me try to stand up. Exactly. Exactly. What do you say to, to someone who believes that, that you are Nicholas Oliverdian? I am not Andrea. I am not Nicholas Oliverdian. I do not know how to make this clear. What do you say to people who say these are crocodile tears? He's putting on a show. This is all an act. 
Well, I'm convinced that man is innocent. Yeah. That is a typical English gentleman. Yeah. But yeah, regardless of the totally uh, convincing case that he made for his innocence earlier this year, UK courts ruled that Arthur Knight is, in fact, Nicholas Rossi and will be extradited to the United States. Mm -hmm. Rossi, of course, appealed that ruling. But here's the latest via the BBC. An American suspected of faking his own death and hiding out in Scotland has lost an appeal against his extradition. U.S. prosecutors want Nicholas Rossi returned to his homeland to face rape charges in the state of Utah. Throughout the two-year legal process, Rossi, who continues to insist he is actually Arthur Knight, has claimed to be the victim of mistaken identity. Justice Secretary Angela Constance signed an order granting Rossi's extradition in September. Last week, he represented himself during a five-hour appeal hearing before a panel of three senior judges. They have now issued a ruling that upheld the findings of the sheriff in the case. It concluded that nothing placed before the court demonstrates that any trial in Utah would be either unfair or that any of his other human rights would be violated if extradited. I wish there were cameras in the courtroom. Five hours of Nicholas Rossi giving a master class in, uh, <laughs> uh, what do they call it, uh, self-defense, but there's uh, pro se litigation. Uh, yeah, I, I assume that he stayed in character the entire time and, and gave it his all. I mean, truly, for anyone in that courtroom, a sight to see. Yeah, and like I, I remember. Well, am I in the West End? <laughs> I remember that he had he went through several lawyers, I believe, during mm. this process because, uh, yeah, any any lawyer worth their credentials is going to be like, buddy, take the deal. You're fucked. When they accused me of being this Rossi person, why my monocle flew out of my eye. This Nicholas Rossi sounds like a truly contemptible individual. Why Mm. I would never. Haram. Haram. The game is afoot. So, yeah, uh, this, of course, isn't the last that we've seen or heard from Nicholas Rossi. After years of legal proceedings in the UK, he's now looking at potentially years of legal proceedings in the US. The question on everyone's mind. (laughs) Will he finally drop the act? Or will he continue to insist to U.S. prosecutors that he is, in fact, Arthur Knight? He's in too deep now. Yeah, he can't give up. If he admits that it's all fake, that counts against him in the courts. Yeah. This is his life now. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. But in the meantime, here's some news from our rogues gallery that brings together two very different characters. Uh, One we've been following for years and one who first appeared on our radar in 2023. Remember Martin Shkreli? Of course you do. The pharma bro who first gained infamy for price gouging pharmaceuticals and then went to prison for a bunch of financial crimes. Well, guess what, everyone? We all saw it coming, didn't we? He's trying to run for Congress. Specifically, hmm, a seat that uh, just happened to open up. New York's third congressional district seat, uh, the one that was recently vacated when George Santos was expelled from the House of Representatives. It's the crossover that gets it right. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So he's clearly doing this for the lulls, yeah. but he also he does seem serious about at least getting on the ballot. Posting on Twitter this week, to run for the Santos seat, I need 1,250 physical signatures from residents of Long Island. Who wants to help me do this? Must live in Nassau County. Uh, he has also done a live stream on the topic and a Twitter space. So yeah, it's not hard to imagine that there are 1,250 people in that district willing to at least put him in the race for the lulls. So yeah, we've got that potentially to look forward to next year. Great. Uh, what a stupid district. They'll probably, I hope they, I, 
Well, fuck it. You this are- is going to be, this district's going to turn into like one of those cities that has a dog mayor. They're like, yeah, we just find the worst person mm-hmm. who literally can't help themselves from committing crimes constantly. And we give them a position where they're in the limelight the entire time. So they can't commit crimes. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like he, he was convicted of a felon. I think that like, I know you can be president if you've been convicted of a felony, but I don't know if the same is true for being in Congress. I don't know. Uh, Eric but, Adams will fix all that. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's New York City's mayor. After we get rid of these rats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but moving on now to another character from our rogues gallery, revealing his latest antics via Twitter. Remember Lord Miles? He's that shit poster who made a name for himself traveling to some of the most dangerous places on Earth, including Afghanistan, which he first visited during the U.S. troop withdrawal, which he barely managed to escape from. For some reason, he decided to go back to Afghanistan, where he was promptly arrested by the Taliban and held prisoner before eventually being sent back to the UK thanks to diplomatic efforts to free him and two other men held prisoner. And those two other guys were there for, at least one of them was there for very yeah, like humanitarian purposes. Humanitarian reasons. Well, folks, you're not going to believe this. Uh, actually, it's pretty believable at this point. But yeah, Lord Miles is once again back in Afghanistan just mm. months after being released from Taliban custody. I mean, Afghanistan during the winter or England? <laughs> Come on. I mean, it does get pretty cold in Afghanistan. Oh, okay. It snows there. Yeah. Yeah, he's been posting about it all week on Twitter. Chillin' in Taliban guesthouse. Lovely hospitality. Look at the feast they've kindly provided to welcome me back. Thanks, Talibros. <sighs> I was Coining the term Talibros. Talibros. Wow. I was filming a YouTube video and ran into some Taliban. Took some selfies, shook hands, got offered tea, but sadly I couldn't attend. Lovely lads. At a garden, very beautiful area. Afghanistan is a great country if you don't have the scummy, lying media feeding you propaganda every article. <sighs> you were you were kidnapped, sir. Uh, anyway, yeah, there's a lot more. You had to be extradited twice. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's Afghanistan, the country that my, well, my home government had to, like, work for months to get me released from. Great place to visit. I, I, the, all of the pictures that I've seen, as far as, like, the natural beauty and everything, he's not lying. It's a beautiful country. It is. Yeah. It is. There's, you know, there's just other factors to take into consideration when visiting yeah. anywhere as a tourist. But uh, yeah, it looks like he's currently over in Tora Bora. That's the area that's most well known to outsiders as the place where Al Qaeda and bin Laden was based after the 9-11 attacks in their big cave complex. Looks like he's having a great time, mm-hmm. which is good to hear, because if the Taliban ever decides to take him prisoner again, there is absolutely no fucking way the UK is going to bother bailing him out again yeah. at this point. You are on your own, sir. I hope you are happy with your decision. And we do uh, we do cover him very briefly in uh, a video we have coming out after this, which is a uh, recap of the year. So stay tuned for that. It, we'll have one more video going up this year, just to let you know, a little heads up. But you didn't think we'd close out the year without Elon Musk somehow coming up, did you? Luckily, our final Musk update of the year has less to do with Elon himself and more to do with his AI chatbot, Grok which is woke, unfortunately. Well, Mr. President, a second grok has hit the World Trade Center. That's right, two groks. And they have nothing to do with each other except their name. Actually, though, they do have one thing in common. The second grok is an AI-powered plush toy that's meant for children, and it's being promoted by Claire Boucher, a.k.a. Grimes, the mother of two of Elon's dozen or so children. A second Grok. Mm. So yeah, two different Groks, both involving AI, and each from one half of what was one of the most prominent and annoying celebrity couples ever until they broke up and started suing each other. Mm -hmm. And sounds like 
More lawsuits are probably on the way. There can only be one Grok. It, it appears as though Elon might have done this out of spite. Yeah. So yeah. here's the Washington Post. But the toy has no relationship with Musk's AI startup, which is also called Grok. Curio holds the trademark on the name, and the two AI products are totally unaffiliated, Curio says. The name Grok was devised by Grimes and the Curio team, who said the word was a shortening of the word Grokets, which was coined because Grimes' children are exposed to lo a lot of rockets through their father's ownership of SpaceX. That seems like the, the, the weakest argument for the name ever. You should also, also honestly just be like, yeah, I also took it from Hitchhiker's Guide, it's but not, I did it it's, first. It's Stranger in a Strange Land, I believe. Yeah. It's Robert Heinlein. It's not Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, it isn't? No. Oh, okay. Wow. Hey, sorry, I don't know the sci-fi uh, yeah, sci stuff. Uh, it's, it's nerd stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about but, that. But nerds are, uh, nerds are cool again. We'll explain why in a little bit. I know Gronk, the pull the lever guy. Not Gronk. Grok. So yeah, uh, get ready for Grok v. Grok in 2024. That's mm -hmm. very exciting. Uh, and the discovery in that inevitable IP trial will be very interesting because we'll get to see who thought of Grok first and see if Elon, in fact, did steal it from uh, Grimes, Grimes and released it earlier than she could release her Grok just to spite her. I've got the best idea. Claire, if you're listening, fan of the show, Claire. Uh, if you're listening, baby Grok. Baby Grok. No, riz, you can riz up this AI-powered plush. I mean, her grok is, it's baby size. Yeah, so. baby grok. <laughs> People are like, is it really a good idea to like, have a chatbot that talks to children, given, you know, the problems that can arise from uh, yeah, these chatbots? I, I would assume that this wouldn't be good, just on, Seems like based a bad on face idea. value. Yeah. But also, anyone that, like, uh, is like, ah, oh, you know, I had fun with the plushie, I'm going to go... Check out, it looks like there's another AI-powered Grok. Or I'm assuming this is the same one. Let's mm. check out this one. And then it does some, like, really offensive dad joke. Yeah. Yeah. Baby Grok. We got Grok at home. <laughs> but now it's time to introduce a new character coming in just in the nick of time at the end of the year. Yeah. We don't even know his name. Don't but, need to. But he's being referred to as the master debater or simply the I refuse the question guy. And like a true hero, he did not go seeking the limelight. The limelight found him. Mm -hmm. He's just been living among us this whole time, yeah. waiting for his <laughs> moments where he is called upon. Make, making sure all of the, the network operations yeah. and computers are <laughs> taken care of at, yes. at every um, corporation. Yeah, there's a 100% chance this man <laughs> works in IT. I probably it's, played against him in Counter-Strike in the year 2000. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, uh, specifically, an annoying right-wing TikToker found this guy. Uh, so a genre of content that has always been popular among annoying people is filming man-on-the-street interviews where they ambush people uh, simply going about their day and ask them provocative questions. And for TikToker Shaney Rich, the purpose of these interviews seems to mostly just be catching woke libs off guard and making them look dumb. Well, Shaney Rich truly met his match in The Master Debater. Check this out. Yeah. LGBTQ rights or economic stability? Why can't you have both? You need to pick one. I refuse the question. You can't refuse the question. I do. But you can't. But I did. But you need to pick one. No, I don't. I just said you did. <laughs> so what? Can you pick one? Uh, no, because they're both doable. No. Only <laughs> one. I don't have to pick one because you can have both. But the answer is that both is not an answer. It's not a valid answer. I reject your question. You can't reject it. I just did. Can you pick one? I don't have to. Why? because they're both completely doable. So LGBTQ rights or economic stability? Both. That's not an answer. Yes, it is. LGBTQ rights or economic stability? Both. 
Are you trying to troll me? No. I'm just wondering which one you like more. I like them both. You can't have both. Yes, you can. Not in this question. <laughs> Too bad. Why are you trolling me right now? Because I don't have to choose. Alright, well if I had to ask you gender inclusivity or economic stability? You can have both. You can't. Why do you make this so difficult? I'm trying to pass my final. <laughs> Too bad. Which one do you pick? I pick them both. Um, but that's not a valid answer. Too bad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The absolute unflappable resolve of the master debater quickly garnered viral admiration on social media. I mean, he was asked a stupid question and refused to take the bait. Yeah. I mean, both options are attainable and not exclusive to the other. Therefore, I pick both. I refuse the question. I reject the question. And if you don't like it, too bad. Too bad. I'm going to fail my final. Too bad. Too bad. The master debater's aesthetic only deepened his mystique. Ponytail. <laughs> Bluetooth headset that is pronounced. Yeah. A pronounced Bluetooth headset. It's not for listening to music. That's for taking calls. Yeah. <laughs> Very <free>. important <laughs> calls. It's got the microphone is away from it, so it yeah. get no feedback. Uh, leather jacket, polo shirt, jeans, sandals. Absolutely nothing stylish about this ensemble. But clearly, the master debater does not care about such trivial things. No. And people quickly surmised, based on his attitude and his look, that the master debater's confidence in this situation was forged over a lifetime spent on internet forums. Yeah, 100%. Twitter user at the Wapple House said, Thought he had an easy target. Didn't realize dude rocking the sandals slash jeans slash ponytail slash solo Bluetooth was born into the shitty internet debate. Molded by it. When Mr. TikTok was out partying, he was studying Usenet archives and paying for something awful. <laughs> uh, I, I want to add that uh, while Mr. Uh, the, the, the master debater guy was studying Usenet archives, the TikToker was not born yet. I don't know. I, I, the, the master debater is ageless in a way that's hard to wrap my head around. He could be 45 <laughs> or he could be 25. Yeah, I don't that he, know. Now that you <laughs> mention it, he is one of those conundrums you <laughs> yeah, see online. I have like, no idea how old he is. <laughs> this is the oldest young person I've ever seen yeah. or the youngest old person It's I've ever really seen. hard to tell. The like fashion choices uh, only add to the confusion because he does look like you plucked him straight out of the year 2003. Yeah, and his responses to like the, the kids' responses are like so self-satisfactory too. Just like he uh, smirks every bad. time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the part where he giggles is the best part. <laughs> <laughs> so what? A user at Pander Shirts said he was no match for this kind of neurodivergence. <laughs> uh, at Becky Venu said, The moment I saw those open-toed Velcro sandals paired with a perfectly placed low pony, I knew he was going to tear. Men like that don't argue. They debate. And uh, yeah, the master debater even inspired the creation of a new variation on the Chad meme. A very useful one, yeah. which will surely be deployed henceforth whenever someone asks a question which can simply be rejected for presenting a false binary. No. Apologies to the that little girl from the old El Paso commercial. You had a great run, but we're finally retiring poor K no los dos because a new challenger has a appeared. new challenger has appeared. And I, I love like the Chad meme, it 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 creates itself. He's literally inside profile for like 90% yep. of the video. Mm -hmm. No, I reject the question. We can have both. Too bad. All right, Christmas is a little over a week away, so I guess it's time for some holiday news. But not Christmas news. There are, of course, other holidays at this time of year, one of which is Festivus, the holiday popularized by the character Frank Costanza on Seinfeld back in the 90s. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> which mainly revolves around an annual airing of grievances. And for years, my hometown paper of notes, the Tampa Bay Times has celebrated Festivus by publishing the petty grievances of its readers. And we are, of course, going to go ahead and read some of our favorites from this year's list. Yeah, it's a pretty exhaustive list, but these are our favorites. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't help but read every single one of them 
in Larry David's voice. Rest in peace, Curb Your Enthusiasm, ending with the next season. Yeah, yeah. I'd say... Yeah, he had a great I'd run. say being on the air for like 24 years is pretty good. Yeah, a longer lengthwise than Seinfeld. Curb started the same year that The Sopranos did. Damn. Yeah. Woke up this morning, decided to make a show about nothing again. <laughs> anyway, here you go. My husband retired about a year ago. I thought he would find at least one new hobby, but now I know the truth. I am going to spend the rest of my life listening to the same old stories for hours and hours until the sweet release of death finally grants me some peace and quiet. X, formerly Twitter. Do authors, columnists, and news people in general think their readers all have a memory issue? Quit repeating yourself. Yeah, that one hits close to home. Yeah. Why aren't there any sushi rolls with pickles? Hey, that's a real that good question. That is a good idea. Yeah. We've got, I mean, like... Let's, they have vegan sushi here. This That'd be a good addition to some vegan sushi. Let's not pretend that the sushi you get here in America is anything resembling the sushi you'd get over in Japan. We've, we've got the fucking Philadelphia roll, California roll. Oh, yeah. We've, anything with mayo on it or cream cheese, get yeah. it out. I mean, I think they're I think they're great. Why not add some pickles to the mix? Uh, pickles would be good, like, if you, uh, if you, uh, like... Take just the soft part. That could resemble some kind of uh, some kind of meat or eggs or something. There's a lot of options. We need to row is what they call it. A sushi roll is just a vessel. Yeah, it's just a format. Mm-hmm. My neighbor started this annoying loud punk band that's always banging on and on when I'm trying to work. Unfortunately, I've heard them so much that I kind of like them and sometimes find myself humming their songs. You should let them know. Yeah, that would be a nice gesture. Bring them some cookies for the holiday and yeah. say, "Hey, nice tunes." Nice now, tunes. Now shut up. <laughs> When you bring a bucket of meatballs to the theme park to graze from like a modern feed bag and halfway through the day, your wife dumps them out because you shouldn't eat meat from a bucket. Yeah, we've all been there. It uh, happens every day. You're walking around with your bucket of meatballs. Who of us hasn't been in this? <laughs> Whomst. Whomst among us. <laughs> what? I want to graze throughout the day. What a relatable grievance. You see all these idiots waiting in line for food? Got my meatballs here. I'm eating with my hands. Delicious meatballs. No, you don't even need your hands. You, you just don't. put the feed bag on. Yeah. Stick your head in it. Why do I have to say goodbye every time I leave the house, even just to go to the grocery store? Can we just stop with all the bye? That's a good point. Yeah. That, that does feel like a Seinfeld kind of thing. You don't need to say goodbye. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big, friend, big fan of the uh, Irish goodbye. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I do it all the time. Yeah. I don't need to say bye to everyone. Yeah, it takes too long. They saw me. And then and everyone wants to have whatever conversation they were oh, holding on to. Oh, now you want to talk. <laughs> yeah, I got to plan my exit like 45 minutes before I actually need to leave. I tell people, I, I got to go to the bathroom, be right back. Gone. Never heard from again. Nobody questions it. I, I don't even say I'm going to the bathroom. I make no excuse. I just leave. Yeah, I've done that before. Bye-bye. I, I say goodbye to only the one person who's already outside who's coming in at the time. Or, or who organized the party. Yeah. Hey, hey, just so you know, don't tell anyone, but I'm leaving. Bye. The baby boomers in my life still call me a kid and say my handwriting is bad. I turned 30 this year. I'm the only one who knows how to fix all their computer, phone, and printer problems. I'm not doing it anymore. I reject your request. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. (laughs) I ordered a sandwich from a deli and asked for tomato. They gave me only one slice, and it was from the hard end where the stem had been. Seriously? Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Put that shit in the compost bin. Mm -hmm. That's not tomato. That's like getting the, the... end of the bread yeah i mean i'll eat it but if i'm going out for a sandwich no give me give me something from the middle Mm -hmm. barn doors on hotel bathrooms a two inch flappy chasm is unacceptable in a small shared space actually all barn doors they're the laziest doors they're not doors at all they're wooden curtains and i i strongly agree with this after doing house shopping a couple years ago it's like the worst fucking in architectural interior design trend is just like replacing doors with 
Barn doors? Yeah, but it's you don't have fun bursting through them? Announcing your presence by smashing the walls and having them clatter back into place? Like an old western? That's not barn doors. What? Oh, those uh, are saloon doors. Oh, barn doors are the ones where you slide, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, instead of being on a hinge, they're on this like roller thing. It's yeah, they're it's stupid, and you can see right in. They're they're not snug with the wall. So if you're shitting in a bathroom with a barn door, your stinks getting out, your sounds are getting out. It's not good. It's but, stupid. Get rid of it. Yeah. Well, I say bring the saloon doors back. Yeah, we those need are more great. saloon doors. Yeah, uh, nothing wrong with saloon doors. Yeah. Does the pharmacist really have to read aloud the name of the medication I'm picking up as if everyone around me needs to know about my frequent urination? This is also true. Yeah, that's another one. Like, it's it weird. Be like a HIPAA violation. It is, yeah, no, it is fucking weird that like at the pharmacy, there is just no presumption of any privacy at all. They're, they're talking to these people right there in line with someone standing right behind them about like the weird medications they're taking. It's not cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a self-checkout at a snack bar in the Newark airport asked me for a tip. Yeah, that's... Uh, Don't tip the robot. We, we need to do something about tipping in this country. It's gotten out of hand. Obviously, I always tip when, it's, when the situation calls for it, traditionally. Mm -hmm. they, but yeah, they're adding tips to fucking everything. And having it on a self-checkout, that's another problem. Too much, too much self-checkout everywhere. Yeah. Takes longer. There's always problems. The damn machine wants you to put things in a certain place, even if you can't do it. That's my that's my <laughs> grievance for place the year. Place it in the bagging area, motherfucker! It's too big for the bagging area. Yeah, <laughs> happens all the time. Yeah, when people mix up leopard print with cheetah print, it makes me want to puke. <laughs> I guess that uh, I, I I've never noticed the difference, but I guess if you are a you know a true connoisseur of mm -hmm. animal prints, this would be infuriating. Written by Al Bundy. There should be squatter's rights on returning Tupperware. If months go by and you don't ask for it back, I think you've lost the right to claim that Tupperware as your own anymore. I literally have a friend's Tupperware sitting on my counter that's been sitting there for a month. Now. Yeah, it's fucking yours. Yeah. Especially if it's like the good stuff, the glass stuff, Pyrex. It's like, not the good stuff. Well, even not. Like, you, never, you can never have too much Tupperware. Oh, it's yeah. I, I've already considered it mine. I'm just waiting for one more visit before I put it away. Yeah. 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 If you're cooking food, you want to save leftovers, you're going to need that I cleaned it Tupperware. so good, too. I was like, this is going to leave one of those rings that doesn't go away in there scrubbing, making it perfect. That's your Tupperware now. Thank you. FaceTiming, Zooming, etc. Why? Why do we have to talk over video? I know what you look like. You know what I look like. We don't need to see each other. And frankly, I don't want to see you. Yeah, this is another one. Luckily, as an Android user, I avoid this problem. Yeah, you, you don't have FaceTime. You, I li you literally can't FaceTime me. You can't uh, rudely... Make me turn my camera on and appear for your, uh, you know, amusement. The only thing I'll say is that it is the only way that I get to see my nieces and my friends' kids and stuff like that is they'll, uh, I'll jump on the phone with them and they'll be like, hey, do you want to say hi to so-and-so? And they'll put it on and be like, oh, wow, look, you've grown. Hey, great. Let me do a little dance. You want me to put on the shark emoji thing? Rawr, I'm a shark. You don't do any of that stuff? No. Seems like your, your life is just hollow and meaningless. I, I'm from a childless family. I don't have any nieces or nephews. Oh. oh, here's one. Car lights. Some car lights are so bright these days, I have night driving glasses on my Christmas list. Uh, yeah. We yeah. need to do something about that. It's, uh, it is one of my biggest grievances. It is out of hand. Everyone's just driving with their fucking brights on, essentially, now. Mr. Biden, you know what to do. Mr. Newsom, do something. The lights are too goddamn bright. It's insane. Like, it's, it's got to be a... 
like health issue for pedestrians, for other drivers who can't see. Yeah. And the and other people I've noticed are compensating by turning their brights on to match everyone else. It's an arms race and everyone loses. Yeah. Gifts, am I right? Nobody can tell you what they want. Nobody can say what they got you. Nobody can know the price. You can't talk about it. But yet, if you don't get the perfect gift, everyone's got a problem. Yeah, this is this is definitely me. This uh, is also another Seinfeld. Like, it sounds exactly yeah. like it's lifted from Seinfeld. No one in my family is good at shopping for it. Everyone's just like, ah, I don't know. I kind of already have all the shit I need. Well, again, you, you, <laughs> you don't have nieces or nephews, so you don't have any of the fun... Yeah. I don't aspect if of I it. was shopping for children, that would be interesting. But yeah. shopping for adults, I'm like, none of us, we all have like stuff. I don't know. That's what I, <laughs> the only people that I really buy gifts for are my nieces and like yeah. my friends' kids and my parents and brother. They just get gift cards because like they are obviously going to spend this yeah. in a way that they want. I get them like the Visa gift cards. You can just get people, do whatever. Uh, some people look down on. On the gift card. They can go, uh, then guess what? Like, you don't oh, get one next oh, year. Oh, uh, really put some thought into this, didn't you? I saved the thought for the kill. It's, it's Christmas. It's Shut free up, money man. for you. Go spend yeah. it. Meanwhile, the kids get something fun. Some little STEM activity. You just, uh, get a little, little grok toy. A little grok toy to talk to. Baby grok. Yeah. And I think this is the last one. I adopted two cats. The Humane Society of Tampa Bay put the big cat, 14 pounds, well, that's a chonker, yeah. in a cardboard container. The cat scratched out a hole in the carrier and appeared next to me on the car's armrest, then jumped up and walked across the dashboard and stood in front of the steering wheel while I was driving down Dale Mabry Highway. Hey, it happens to all of us, doesn't it? It's a very specific grievance. Yeah, this heckin', sorry officer, this heckin' chonker <laughs> was taking up my view. I think the cat was trying to bro- block the uh, oncoming headlights. Yes, that's, well, thank you, Mr. Cat. Thank you, friend. Uh, anyways, let us know all of your grievances down in the comments below. Happy Festivus. Make sure you get the poll out in time. Mm-hmm. But let's move on because it's just about time for the final headlines of the year. But to be clear, we have one more video coming up after this. But these are the final headlines. But these are the final headlines of the year. But first, a word from the final sponsors of the year. Thank you, sponsors. And that starts with HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Say hello to a stressless holiday season with the help of HelloFresh. Skip the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered to your door. Tis the season for giving and gathering. And with HelloFresh, it can also be the season of saving. Actually save money this month with fresh recipes delivered cheaper than takeout. And with pre-portioned ingredients, you'll never waste money on excess food. It's getting a bit colder, and one of my favorite ways to warm up is by cooking one of HelloFresh's spicy recipes like this week's Szechuan pork noodle stir-fry with carrot, scallions, and peanuts, or the Cajun-style pork sausage dirty rice with smoky red pepper crema. Definitely adding both of those to this week's order. Spice it up. Give me that heat. And HelloFresh also owns Green Chef, another one of our sponsors. So with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there is something for everyone. Go to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeirdFree and use code WeeklyWeirdFree for free breakfast for life. What? It's a Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That is free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeirdFree with code WeeklyWeirdFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. It's a Christmas miracle. Uh, free breakfast, everybody. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by ZocDoc. The country's healthcare system certainly has some issues, one of which is that even if you are fully insured, 
Actually finding a doctor who takes your insurance and is available to see you can be very annoying, time-consuming, and it's an antiquated process. The longer it takes to find a doctor, the more likely you are to fall down some internet rabbit hole of potentially questionable medical advice. And then, even when you find a doctor, it's hard to know beforehand whether they're the right doctor for you. Well, ZocDoc makes this whole process a whole lot easier. You just fill in what you need, where you live, what your availability is, and what insurance you have, and ZocDoc pulls up a list of doctors along with their availability, plus loads of user reviews to help you find the care you need and book it with the tap of your finger. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. These docs all have verified reviews from actual, real patients, not bots. The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 48 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately with just a few app taps. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. This is definitely something that would have come in very handy for both of us many times over the years, but it's finally here. So go to ZocDoc.com slash Weekly Weird and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That is ZocDoc.com slash Weekly Weird. ZocDoc.com slash Weekly Weird. And now it's the final headlines. Of, of the, the year. year. Starting with uh, some pretty wild news out of the U.S. Capitol. You thought that uh, the government was going to be closed for a little while before Christmas and all the nonsense would come to a halt, but no. You thought Congress was going to be uh, less gay after <laughs> George <laughs> Santos got kicked George out? George Santos left and the party started. Congressional staffer filmed porn in Senate hearing room. Appears to be unprotected sex. And Elliot, can you tell the people why it appears to be unprotected sex? It's it's all there. Well, uh, they the, censored it, but uh, so the the original this was an exclusive uh, story broken by the Daily Caller, which uh, is Tucker Tucker Carlson's uh, website, right? Or he's he, invested in it or something. Yeah, yeah, he founded it, but uh, they, it's not a site that breaks news. They but this time they this got time an they got the exclusive. Oh yeah, and uh, it's like. They censored the video. It's full on. They're like, There's we went, we full went penetration frame by frame to in, make sure. Yeah. That and they're like, yeah, based on our, uh, you know, forensic analysis, the, uh, the butt sex appears to have not involved a condom. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it, it is very interesting that this, the, the one time they get their hands on an exclusive, it, it involves them having to go frame by frame in, uh, you know, anal gay sex. Something they claim to hate, but seriously love watching frame by frame. But uh, yeah, that's that's something that happened. Mm -hmm. um, someone someone had sex in Congress and filmed it, and they filmed it. Yeah, they did. And I believe they were just sharing it publicly. Sure. It's uh, why else would you do it? I don't know why. I don't know what the plan was here, but um, I think I think Congress is done for the year. So we'll we'll be hearing about this uh, first thing Water next under the year. Bridge. It, we're never going to hear the end of it. Yeah. You thought Coke in the White House was a big deal? I can't you hear about sex in the Senate. I can't wait for Lauren Boebert to chime in. Oh, everyone got so mad at me for giving a guy a hand job and letting him grope my boob in public at a Beetlejuice musical. But look at the Democrats having gay butt sex in the Senate. She's going to go, I wish it was me. Yeah. yeah. Come and take it, USDA. House Republicans passionately defend milk. Yeah, this was on one of the last sessions of the year. You know, America's got a lot of things happening, a lot of, like, problems to deal with. 
And uh, for like for no reason, not in reaction to any news at all, they just all decided they're coming for milk now. The House Republicans all coordinated on this this uh, to to use all their time to talk about milk and uh, basically like the libs are coming to take take my milk from my cold dead hands or whatever. It's all, it's all based on like the idea that like years ago they stopped serving whole milk at public schools. Okay. They still sell what two percent uh, and fat free milk. Um, so it just sounds like the milk industry is doing fine. Yeah. Also, like whole milk. I mean, a lot of these guys are old enough that they're probably still chugging that shit, but kind of gross. It's good. It's great for cooking. Baking? Two percent is I, I learned this recently. Two percent is not that far off from whole milk anyway. Whole milk's only like four percent fat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, just it's all a little bit less yeah. fat. But uh yeah, they're just up there, they're like, oh, uh these they're based on nothing. They're doing that and like all yeah. it's just like we have like decades of research into this, like drinking whole milk uh absolutely contributes to like a whole bunch of health conditions yeah. and switching to two percent milk does have a measurable beneficial effect. Yeah. You know what? All these House Republicans, they should start drinking unpasteurized raw milk just to see what happens. Uh, yeah. That's the next. If you really want to get the government hands off your milk, go down to your uh, local farmer's market. You know, hide yourself amongst the hippies. That's that's the problem. House Republicans don't want to go to the farmer's market. Yeah, there's a lot of weird crossover with that. I, I bet like the, you know, Jordan Peterson, I only eat meat crowd. They probably would be pretty. Uh, it's a real shame. I have to buy my jars of human urine at the farmer's yeah. market. I bet a lot of those people they they drink unpasteurized yeah. raw milk. Um, a lot of them are they're they're drinking their own piss. Yeah. Um, that you know. p- that piss has a little bit of bleach in it, but it, it clears out the stuff. Yeah, the piss fixes it. Yeah, it stabilizes it. After this, I'm going to the <laughs> cock milking factory <laughs> to get drained for the day. Nice little Sunday out for Jordan Peterson. DeSantis vows to help man charged with beheading Iowa Capitol's satanic temple statue. A lot happening in that headline there. Concentrate on your own state. That's about to get hit by like a, a, basically a tropical storm in the middle of December. Oh, again? They already declared a state of emergency, I think. Nah, he'll... Yeah, he'll make it there for the photo op, I guess. Uh, but yeah, the, the Satanic Temple, we love them. They they did their typical thing that they always do in every state where they're like, we're going to put a giant Ten Commandments there. And they're like, all right, that means that you also have to, any other religion that wants a display in the courthouse or whatever, the Capitol, you got to do it. And there, the Satanic Temple's display was actually pretty sick. Of course it is. It was awesome. But then some some dude came in and destroyed some, it. Some military veteran or something yeah some some grunt came in and uh, some guy who literally uh at face value fought for those very rights yeah came in to destroy them yeah uh that is an interesting way of looking at it and yeah desantis is just like it's uh, you know satanism is not a religion well it, it is it is ron that's that's the thing. So yeah, he's uh, he has decided. He was like going off at like one of his, the debates or I don't know some event. He's like Donald Trump set the policies in place to allow Satanists to put their their Beelzebub in the state capitol in Iowa. He's going all in on it. Focus on your own state, idiot. Uh, speaking of the DeSantis family, though, Casey DeSantis encourages Republicans nationwide to vote in Iowa caucus. This is so funny because I saw the headline and I was like, eh, it's probably just a little slip of the tongue. No, she went on Fox News and she's like, you know, all of our uh, women for DeSantis, wherever you live, 
head on down to Iowa. You don't actually have to live in Iowa to vote in the caucus. Anyone can do it. <laughs> Immediately, like the Iowa Republican Party is just like, no, it is a crime. Please don't do that. You will go to jail. You can't just show up from anywhere and vote in our caucus. It's not the exact same as a primary, but it still works the same She's way. She's thinking with her head, though, because she knows how unlikable and falling in the polls her husband is. Mm-hmm. So she's like, all right, if we get the other candidates a bunch of illegal votes, yeah. then Ron will rise up. I mean, the Democrats are already doing voter fraud, so mm-hmm. who's to stop me? Doritos unveils nacho cheese-flavored booze that costs $65 a bottle. I mean, I'm curious, but I'm not that curious. I'll try it. It's uh, I'm intrigued. I mm-hmm. can see those flavors working. Uh, I like Fireball. I like I like the spicier stuff. Maybe maybe a nacho cheese liqueur. It could could work. Might might make a good addition to a margarita. Mm. But I ain't paying $65 for that. You are out of your damn mind. You can put it on the company card if you start drinking it at the beginning of an episode and finish it by the end. No, I'll be dead. <laughs> Absolutely not. How big is the bottle? Uh it's like like a wine bottle. Oh, yeah. Maybe Two episodes then. <laughs> You're going to be puking. You're going to have like Nickelodeon the, the orange puke everywhere. The most disgusting smelling puke you could yeah, ever imagine. No. Lost Tomato found aboard International Space Station after eight months. Yeah, you don't think about like the more I learn about the space station, like the less cool being in zero gravity seems. Like it seems like it'd be fun for about five minutes. And then the the true just like inconvenience of the whole thing would start to set in. But yeah, someone was like making lunch one day eight months ago. And uh, you can't just put something down up there. It'll just float away. <laughs> and they lost a tomato, and it was like a big problem. And they're like, we have, where the fuck did that go? Yeah. It's in here somewhere. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they finally found they it. They found it. They sent it down to Florida and put it on that guy's sandwich. <laughs> there you go. Uh, another thing about the space station is like, uh, you know, a majority of it was built so long ago that it's like going to an old dead mall up there. I hear it does stink. It's got a weird smell to it. <laughs> it's 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 like that smell that hits you when you like. I had to do this recently because uh, I was helping out like some production thing. But have you ever gone into like a classroom this many years later? Oh, kids uh, are so smelly. But like I went into a, it was like a high school and I was like delivering the wood for some project they were doing, and I, and the just the high school smell hit me and I was like, oh my god! It like transported me back immediately. Yeah, yeah it's a nasty smell. So somebody... it's hard to like describe. It just smells like. Like how you'd imagine just an old, dusty, nasty, yeah. rotting building smells. That's what everything used to smell like. That's how humans <laughs> smelled for millennium. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's just the asbestos. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, someone farts on the space station. You can't just open the window. No. <laughs> that fart is circulating Everyone forever. Everyone has to go like this and move it out. <laughs> you can do like that. And it's like, oh, no. How, how am I getting closer to the smell? Oh, my God. <laughs> Cuba claims Florida man tried to invade the socialist island on a jet ski. It's Florida everything man, is flipped. <laughs> Florida man's escaping Florida for Cuba now. He was so he was a, a Cuban American, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he brought packed up some guns and backpack and uh, filled up the gas tank and jet skied over to Cuba. And uh, I guess he really planned to just show up and be like, "Who's with me?" And uh, yeah, everyone he encountered was just like. Hello, please. There's a, some dude from Florida is trying to, trying to invade. Kenny Powers has just landed on the beaches of Cuba. Yeah, pretty much. About it. Yeah. So better luck next time. Bradley Cooper says he doesn't allow chairs on sets. The energy dips when you sit down. Fuck you. 
Fuck off, Bradley Cooper. You got time to lean. You got time to method act. I fucking hate this shit. Also, Ameri- this set is not ADA compliant at all. Yeah. Americans are so obsessed with this this shit. Yeah, we see it in retail with the time to lean, time to clean thing. Yeah. Like, acting like having having a sit, a brief, a brief sit in a chair is like a sign of you know, lack of motivation. When I was... No. Uh, sometimes you got to sit out. When I was like 17, I... I smashed my foot i broke like three bones across it and i had like a you know cast and whatever and i was working at target and so they let me go up and do a cash they let me do cashier instead of stocking and they gave me a chair and i'm, I'm telling you like all day long people are like oh look look who's sitting on the job and then they'd see that i have broken leg and they'd be like oh i'm so sorry yeah people are such dicks about it. you go to a supermarket anywhere else the cashier is sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to get up every once in a while, but, like, they're sitting. There's no fucking reason for them to stand. Nope. No reason. There are a lot of jobs you can do in a chair. Yeah. They don't want you to. Like, oh, look at this lazy asshole over here mm-hmm. sitting in a chair. Uh, Shut up. Bradley Cooper. Really going for that Oscar with that <laughs> schnoz he got. Not enough discourse on a Gentile actor playing a famous Jew and using a prosthetic nose that doesn't even look... Like the real life character that he's supposed to be playing. Not enough discourse. Let's bring it back. We need some discourse. Get the discourse going. <laughs> Man who went viral for folding chair in Montgomery Brawl avoids jail time. Good cool. for him. Yeah. Yeah, we rem- you remember that. We we talked about that. Montgomery over, Brawl? Yeah, the, the Battle of Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Uh, a riverboat full of uh full of black people was uh, not allowed to dock. Because a family of whites were being uh, dicks and fighting security guards. And uh, well, they, people on the, the riverboat fought back. One of whom uh, used, a a, used a folding chair to just whack the shit out of some, some whites. And it yeah. was glorious. And uh, yeah, he got off with like a little bit of community service. There did, was they, a, did they give him credit for the community service he did on those docks? Uh, probably not. They should have. <laughs> they should have. <laughs> they also like in the sentencing, like they they mentioned one of the people he attacked that was caught on like police uh, body cam. Mm-hmm. They did not mention the other one that was before the cops showed up, where he like would hit the woman in the head like after yeah, that she was, was already dead. Okay, buddy, <laughs> <laughs> but like that was not factored in. Huh. So I, I think they were trying to go easy on him. They're just like we will only use the footage that was directly captured by police body cam. Whew. Woman stole Uber driver's car to get to airport faster, police say. She was in the Uber. You know, it takes a while to get to the airport. This is, I think, Austin. And uh, she she grabbed the driver's phone from the thing, threw it out the window. The driver pulled over to get his phone. And when he got out, she stole the car, drove to the airport, just parked it in front of the gate she was at. Yeah. Also stole one of his credit cards from his wallet and went and spent... Like $150 on airport I mean, you're already up for Grand Theft Auto and aggravated assault. Why not just uh, go for broke? And the police, like, she is an Uber. All of her information is in the system. So they arrested her at the airport, like, right as she's about to get on the plane. She's like, oh, man, I guess it didn't work. You know, everyone makes fun of the the world's dads for getting to the airport eight hours early. But you know what? They're never in a situation where they're so... Yeah. Pressed about getting somewhere on time, but they have to love, steal a car. I love getting to the airport early. I've done both ways, and getting there early is so much more pleasant. Oh, sit down and relax. Oh, you can you can just 
Take your time. You can They've got all kinds footing. of restaurants and uh, yeah. bookstores. When you're late to the airport, it is so fucking stressful. Yeah. And look, it, it, regional airports, they don't have a lot of stuff in them. But those ones you don't really have to get to eight hours early. Those ones you can kind of just roll up to. And I mean, I still in. like getting to Burbank Airport early. They got Guy Fieri's. three Guy Fieri restaurants. Yeah. Three different ones, depending on what you're into. Mm-hmm. Everyone on that plane is smuggling donkey sauce. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Taiwanese man arrested at Thailand airport smuggling otters in underwear. <laughs> Was he screaming, save me, save me? These otters are ripping my testicles this is a apart. Bold fucking move no. after everything we learned about otters this year yeah. to just jam two otters into your pants. No, I don't have otters in my pants. That would be ridiculous. He had two otters and then also a, like a gopher or a prairie dog or something like that. Just in the front of his pants, too. I feel like the back might have made more sense, but. Um, they call him Taiwanese Richard Gear. <laughs> This is a very bold move, and also, like, we we learned, like, Thailand is the animal smuggling capital of the world. They're just mm-hmm. constantly finding people with, like, a hundred animals in their luggage. Yeah. This, never look in the pants. Yeah. Well, they, they check this. <laughs> they I'm do like, now. What is going on down there, sir? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. That's just got a, I got a weird dick, and I'm horny. Yeah. This traveling gets me horny. And I'm also in a lot of pain, so if you're going to arrest me, please, <laughs> do oh! it now. <laughs> And final headline, the murderous creature you live with is a murderous creature, a study confirms. What, what, this is dogs or cats? Cats, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. If cats were only slightly bigger, they would murder you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah they, mean, they'll already eat your corpse if you have the unfortunate situation of dying alone. So dogs will too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, No they, one can resist a good meal. They did like the biggest study ever on outdoor cats. And uh, yeah, it's, it's looking like it's probably going to be over for outdoor cats. They kill so many animals. Yeah. They were like, we knew they did, but like, we followed a few of them around and it's like crazy. They are just absolutely devastating local ecosystems. So, uh, I have a feeling this is going to lead, they're not going to do catch and release neutering anymore mm. in a lot of places. The, the I, stray that I uh, see all the time, it, it has been caught and released. It has a little clip on its ear to let it yeah. know it's like neuter or whatever. Yeah, no, it's very common uh, around LA. It's cool to know but... and also disheartening to know that that cat is out there killing right now. Yeah, I had a, I have like at least three local cats that uh, use my house and my yard as like their stomping grounds, which is very risky on their part because my dogs fucking hate cats. Yeah, there's and, a little crawl uh, space under mine and I think that's where one lives. I had one cat show up on my fucking doorbell camera one morning at like 3 a.m. <laughs> in like night vision. You, just, Please, you see this cat like walk directly into the center of frame and then just, <laughs> just vomit out like, what, what, it's hard to tell what it was, but upon close inspection, it looks like this cat had climbed a tree and found a bird's nest and just eaten the entire bird's nest. Insane. Yeah, it was disgusting. And for what? You just puked it out. So, yeah, well, keep your cats indoors. Have you had, have you had a uh, tree filled with raccoons yet? No. Uh, I had a tree filled with, the whole family fell out of this tree. I, raccoons definitely appear at my house. There was, uh, we had some mud uh, in one area and I went out the next day and it looked like a baby had been uh, <laughs> yeah. crawling uh-huh. on the ground because their their prints looked just like little tiny handprints. It was cute when the family fell down. Two of them went up this other uh, uh, this other like uh, apartment area and uh, they forgot one of their family members Uh-oh. and they sat there and waited for it to figure it out and they were like looking around the corner and finally they went. They're just like us. And I just sat there and watched. And they're had fascinating the creatures life. but yeah, yeah they're, uh, they're also a menace. 
Anyways, uh, we do have one more video coming up. It's kind of a recap of the year. Uh, it'll be coming out Sunday night at some point. That'll be the last video of the year, but uh, we do say some thank yous in that. But again, thank you again for such a wonderful year. Uh, I forgot to mention it in the last video, but uh, I think we raised like over $65,000 for charity this year. Yeah. So I wanted to mention that and say thank you to all of you for that. Yeah, thank you guys. I, yeah, I, I added that up a, a few months back and I was like, wait, we could totally buy a congressman with the, that yes, much money. Yes, we need to like, start. Collectively, uh, we, could, we could become uh, a lobbying group and get, that's right. get our own congressman. Trains are back on the menu, boys. <laughs> yeah. All right, so thank you guys so much for your generosity throughout the year. And of course, watching the show, hitting the like button, making sure you're subscribed, always having a conversation down in the comments helps the channel grow, and we really appreciate you for it. Uh, we have another episode coming up, so we'll see you then. But otherwise, have a wonderful rest of the year, and see you next year. Yeah, see you in 2024. Bye. Bye.